Hello, this is Robert Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is The Sparks Brothers, which is the newest film from Edgar Wright, which also happens to be a documentary, his first, I believe. Um, if you're not familiar with Edgar Wright, he, I don't know why you wouldn't be, but he made the Cornetto trilogy, which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, The World's End. He also did Baby Driver and, um, oh, Scott Pilgrim huh, versus the world. Like all awesome movies in my opinion. But, um, anyway, so he is a huge fan of the band Sparks. Now, if you've never heard of the band Sparks, I'm, you know, I don't hold that against you because I hadn't actually heard of the band Sparks until eh, maybe like 10 or 15 years ago. Um, but anyway, this is a, a documentary about that band and, um, his selling point to people to you know to people that don't know anything about that is that it, this movie is perfect for you because it's almost like a commercial for the band like it's it's he 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 uh pulled all these famous like musicians artists writers people that are fans of the band as well to kind of talk about the band and then the 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 band members themselves which is actually uh these two guys who are brothers Russell and Ron Mail or Mile I don't know how you say their last name um, but anyway, it's, it's a look at their career and how they've never really quite hit the big, you know, they're not like household names, um, or at least they weren't until this movie, but, um, we'll get more into the details of the movie itself. But Sam, what did you think of the Sparks Brothers? I did not like this movie. It was so boring. Um, I expected more from what's his face. Um, what's the name of the director? Edgar Wright. Wright. I expect more from him. Um, I don't know who the Sparks brother or Sparks are. Um, it did succeed in that I, it made me want to listen to their music. Um, I don't think there was enough of their music in this movie because that's all I, after a while, that's all I wanted was like, okay, like you've talked so much about how they're great and how they're weird and different. Um, now play some of their music. And I can only remember about two to three songs that they played. It was only parts of the song, um, but that was it. And so for this to be like a music documentary, like I thought there would be more of that in there, um, but there wasn't. But I do want to listen to their music though. The parts that I did hear, I thought were very interesting. Um, I think it's crazy that they put out 25 albums. That's a lot of music. Um, But I think just the documentary was just not that great overall. He starts the movie out with high hopes because he shows all these people that he's about to interview. Like like you said, like Mike Myers, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. um, What's his face? Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Flea. Uh, a bunch of other like writers, comedians. Um, Fred Armisen. Um, yeah, Fred. Alex Capranos of uh, Franz Ferdinand. And who's the one that writes the songs with Tw- Taylor Swift? Oh, uh, Jack Antonoff. Yeah. yeah, him. Like, he had a bunch of different. Beck. Yeah, a bunch of different people that he like introduced in the very beginning of the movie. And they, most of them, didn't even talk. So it was like, why did you even show them? Like, that's what I was waiting for. Like, I was waiting for Weird Al's um, 
testimonial or whatever it was. Um, he had like one line in the movie, at, in, the, in the entire movie, and all it was was like, yeah, people think it's like a joke band or you know they don't take him serious, and then that's it. Like I guess he was just kind of relating to how like because I guess. He, people think Weird Al is kind of a joke band or whatever, but he really makes music. And so I'm assuming that's what he was relating to. But he just had that one line in the entire documentary. And I was like, I would have rather listened to what all of these other people had to say um, instead of all this other stuff that we were showed. Um, Mike Myers had like one or two lines. And then all of the lines that these people did have, all it was was just basically the first time they remember hearing about sparks or hearing their music or seeing them or something and then that was it like flea he was like oh yeah this one guy i used to you know get drunk and high in his apartment all the time and he had a picture of the sparks brothers in their bathroom and so every time i would go in the bathroom to pee or throw up i would look at this picture and after a while i'm like who are these guys and then that was it like that okay so that's your only like um, interaction with like with this band so I'm like I really expected more like from these people being interviewed um, but we got nothing it was like one or two liners from like a bunch of famous people it didn't add anything to the documentary so I was disappointed about that um, it did not I don't know how long this documentary was but it was so long i thought it was never gonna end i felt like it was like two or three hours long i was like holy crap and it because it's just the same thing over and over and over and over again in their entire career they make a good like album or a good song and then the next one's not so great then they make a good one and the next one's not so great then they make a good one and you know it's never been as good as the first one or whatever but for like all these years because they started what in the 70s yeah, early 70s, probably like 71 or maybe even like 69, I don't remember. Yeah, so these guys are old. So think about that. We did their entire span of music, which is, they said, 25 albums. And what is that, like 50 years of music or yeah. something? Yeah, basically. So like, just think about that. Like two or something hours of the same thing over and over and over and over again. Like it's just telling the same story. The beginning was interesting because you get to hear about the beginning of their lives. So that was cool. Um, but the rest of it was just so boring. Like, I, it, this documentary is not necessary. Um, Edgar Wright could have gotten his point across in, like, a 30-minute short or something about this, um, this band. Because there was nothing exceptional about them like there was nothing in the documentary that was just like oh wow like they really overcame that in order to do this or um you know these guys made a lot of music even though something like no it's just these guys making music struggling like every other band out there and i think edgar wright's point was like these guys deserve the recognition of making such great music but do they? I feel like they would have it if their music was that great. Like, um, I don't know. But I, I can't really form that much of an opinion because I haven't heard their music. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like Edgar Wright was just fanboying too much. And he just, I don't know. I don't think this documentary is necessary. Um 
and especially because I didn't know who these guys are. So it's like, okay, like think about Metallica. Like, you know who Metallica is. You would love to hear a story or a documentary about Metallica, like no matter what it is, because you know those guys, you love those guys. These guys, I don't care about them. I don't know them. So why would I want to spend like two and a half hours of my Saturday watching their life story when nothing spectacular really has happened, um, in my opinion? So in my opinion, I didn't like the documentary. I thought it was very boring. Um, I don't think um, it's worth the time or paying for it. I'm glad we didn't go to the theater to see this movie. Um, if you're interested, it's not a poorly made film. Edgar Wright's awesome at what he does. Um, so go ahead and watch it if you're interested. But if you don't know who the Sparks Brothers are, I recommend just looking up their music, honestly. Just look at all their albums and see if you like their music. I really don't think a whole documentary was, you know, you need to watch a whole documentary in order for you to, like, be like, okay, I'll check out their music. Just just go check it out. If you don't like a couple of their songs, then it's not for you. So that's my opinion of this documentary. Yeah, um... I don't think I disliked it as much as you did because you sound like you really hated it. But um, I was disappointed. And the reason I think was two reasons. One, it's Edgar Wright, who I've loved like every one of his films, even Baby Driver, which you hated. I didn't hate that one. We'll talk about that some other time. Um, but I've, I've loved I love his uh, the aesthetic that he brings, like the comedy. You know, I love just everything about how he makes even Spaced. You know, that was a great show that he made as well. Um but so I was already expecting a lot with that. I mean, it's hard to expect. It's hard to bring that to a documentary, but he kind of does with like the the introductions to people. Like he'll mm-hmm. he'll be silly with it sometimes. Um, like he'll put like somebody's name and then the band they're in. And with Beck, he just put like "see above." You know, little 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 j- jokes like that. Um, and then of course his his editing style and everything. So that was one thing I was looking forward to. And the other was. This movie got such great reviews from like famous people, from like musicians. Like Questlove posted about it, and he's like, "This was a great movie. People need to see this documentary." Um, I didn't know anything about the about Sparks and blah blah blah, and so I kept seeing all these different people like talking about it, and like, "Oh man, I gotta see this movie!" Like, I re- I mean, I wanted to see it anyway because I like Edgar Wright, but I really wanted to see it because of all these great reviews, and so I think they built it up too much for me. So then. When we were start, when we even when we started watching it, I was already like, I don't know, man. How am I gonna sit through a movie for two? It was like I think it was two and a half hours. It was long. Um, about a band that I don't really know anything about. I know one song, and that song is probably the only. If you know a song from them, it's "This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us," and I want to say it was featured in Kickass. But the reason I know it is because Weird Al, as you mentioned, is in this documentary. And I'm, I've been a big Weird Al fan since I was like 10 years old. So, you know, there's a, an admission right there. So he did a song about 15 years ago called Virus Alert on one of his albums. And if you don't know, you know I'm sure you know Weird Al, but if you're not like a fan, most people think Weird Al only makes like fun of other people's songs. But he actually does what are called style parodies. So he'll take like B-52s, he'll take that sound that they're famous for and make an original song out of out of it so in this case virus alert was a style parody of sparks and i you know i saw that and i was like sparks who that who are these guys or who's that 
So I looked up Sparks, and of course the first song that came up was This Tiny Big Enough for the Both of Us. And sure enough, I was like, oh yeah, I see the, the similarities there. I see what he was doing. And uh, I love Virus Alert. Like I love the song. And so, and I love that This Tiny Big Enough for the Both of Us is such a weird song. And like watching the video where they're performing like to some like really bored looking Germans, or I don't know what country they're in, but <laughs> the audience does not look responsive at all. So it's pretty, it was a pretty interesting video. And of course, uh, is it Ron? Yeah, Ron Mayle, the keyboard player. He's infamous for his look. So he's got this little mustache, who people describe it as like the Adolf Hitler mustache or Charlie Chaplin mustache. And then he always makes these weird looks to the camera while he's playing. Like he looks like he's going to murder somebody. And that's part of like the weirdness of it. So anyway... I, that's all I knew about Sparks. And then, um, like I said, so when this movie came out, I was like, oh, I want to see it because I, I, mean, I know the song and, and Edgar Wright has said it's better if you don't know anything about them. Well, I think to Sam's point, I think the problem is – it's the good and bad. The good is that Edgar Wright wanted to make a documentary about these guys. He's a super fan. And I think that's also the bad part of it. Because he's such a fan, he doesn't know what to cut out. So to me, it would be like, it's like when I try to make a, a mix CD of like Radiohead songs for somebody and I'm like, oh, but this song's really good. Oh, but man, I don't want to cut, I don't want to, you know, like you don't know what to put on and what to take off. So you end up almost putting everything on there and it's like, no, that's, that's not a mix CD. That's just giving somebody the whole catalog. And that's basically what he does here is he literally goes through each album. I mean, he only spends like a couple minutes on certain albums, but Still, that's 25 albums that you cover in a documentary. That's too much. Like, he, he needed to, like, highlight the specific, you know, parts of, the, of their career because, like Sam said, after a while, it does get repetitive. And I feel like all those people that you, like you said, that he got to, to interview, they give maybe one or two lines. And they're lines that I've seen, like, in the trailers. I'm like, that's it. That's all they're going to say? Yeah. And it sucks because I would have really loved to hear, like, even Weird Al, like, talk about, hey, I made this song called Virus Alert because that was, you know, it was inspired by the Sparks or, or um, just more about the music and how they made the music. It's really more about their career and how they've never really, they've, they've been successful because they have hardcore fans, but they haven't been successful in that. Again, most people don't know who Sparks are. Um, they're not a household name. Um, so I feel like I, I really wonder if there's like, I'm sure there is like all these, like the interviews that he did. I want to, I want to see those interviews. Like, yeah. can you put that out as like a separate thing? Cause I'd rather watch that mm-hmm. and listen to people talk about somebody or somebody that they really love. Um, Cause after a while, they, even the people that, that they did let talk, I felt like they started repeating themselves. These guys, they're always like, these guys never, um, what is it? They, they, they never compromised their artistic vision. They were always, they always did what they wanted to do. They didn't go by what the, the fans wanted or what was popular at the time. And that they keep saying that throughout the movie. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. They're not sellouts. They weren't doing what everyone else was doing. And, I'm going to disagree with what you said earlier about them not being influential because I think the point the movie was making was that they were influential, 
but it sucks because the people that they influenced never really said that they were influential. Well, so yeah, okay, you had, I didn't say they weren't influential. I said they weren't. Um, they they didn't get the recognition that they deserved. Right, and I think that they didn't because there's a lot of bands that they interview, even like members of. Especially like in the early eighties, like you, you get like Vince Clark and uh, I forget the other guy's name from Erasure, uh, also Vince Clark of Depeche Mode, um, you know all these bands Duran Duran, uh, who was somebody else that they mentioned Pet Shop Boys, all these early like eighties synth bands that obviously people know who Duran Duran is, people know who um, th- all those groups that I mentioned are Depeche Mode, um, but. And they would be the first to say, yeah, man. And they're like, I heard number one in heaven. And that was like a big influence on me. Or I heard this song and that was this album is a big influence. Um, we had never heard anything like that before, this electronic music. Because they made like a, a synthesizer-based song, I think, in like 1979 or mm-hmm. something. Like they were already ahead of the of the game making these like this type of music. And so I feel like a lot of people started bands because of that or they heard this sound and they're like hey we should do something like that and of course they got big but they never said like oh the our favorite band is sparks or if they did everyone's like okay who's that especially back in the day where you couldn't like nowadays you you like you said i want to hear sparks music okay let me queue up apple music or youtube and start listening to their songs like you couldn't do that back then unless you went and bought (laughs) these people's albums so it's easier we have easier access today to this kind of music to like different stuff whereas back in the day you really wanted had to want to spend that like i don't know how much records were back then like five ten dollars to to buy an album from somebody you never heard a song from so i feel like there was there could have been a really good movie in here but i really wanted to love this movie but i i just yeah i i did get kind of bored at at points i was like all right i mean I know these guys probably made some really good songs, but they would play like 15 second clips of it and you'd never really get what was so awesome about the song or what was so awesome about this album. And, um, and I know we're like the few uh, uh, of this. Cause like, like I said, all the reviews are like glowing. Like it's, it's got like <laughs> nine, it's got like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. I really don't um, know why. And it could have used some editing. The other problem is, Again, Edgar Wright claims that this is this movie is best for people who don't know anything about Sparks because it's like an introduction and we'll fall in love with them. And I, and the guys themselves, those, those two guys are interesting characters. Like they're interesting people because mm-hmm. they're like you can you're never sure what they're telling you is the truth. Like they have this like deadpan way of talking, and so sometimes they're telling you stuff that's probably true and then stuff that they're just making up. Yeah, so they seem pretty cool. They seem cool. Like they seem like cool people. And I, I'm glad that this movie is giving them the the recognition. I really am because I mean they've been doing this for like you said 50 years. Um, but what was I? What was my point? I was making with that. Oh, so at the beginning, you know, it, it, he goes through that whole thing of of literally showing you from beginning to to now what what's been going on with them. So we see them when they were kids and what they were doing when they were growing up, and it's like. As somebody who doesn't know this band, I really don't care about that, honestly. I mean, no offense, but the way he's selling it is that if you don't know about them, you'll love this. And it's like, well, no, because I don't know who these people are, so why should I care 
about their childhoods unless there's something crazy that happened in their childhoods like you know a murder or something <laughs> something yeah, weird you know insane. yeah there's nothing they had regular childhoods yeah about them yeah so that was kind of like all right i mean this is good cool for fans i'm sure but i'm sure they already knew this you know like if you were to tell me like as a fan of radiohead if you start telling me about stuff I'm like oh yeah i remember that they you know they all met at this this school abingdon school or whatever you know like i would know this stuff and I would be excited to see the the footage or, the, you know, like hear stories from back then. But if somebody new to the band is listening, they're going to be like, I don't care. <laughs> what do I care about their their origins, you know, and spending so much time on it, too. Um, but anyway, I, I the one thing I did find interesting, which was kind of funny to me, is that they changed bands a lot. So yeah. it's those two brothers. Every couple of albums, they would have like phases. So like. In the 70s, they, from, you know, 71 to 76, they had one band. And then they're like, you know what? That didn't really work out. So they would chuck that band, get a new band, and then they'd make a few albums together. And it's like, all right, next. You know, they would just re- uh, rotate uh, bands, backing bands, throughout their career. And every time they would, they would have, you know, members of these bands talking, and they're like, yeah, but we understood. Like, we were fine with it. <laughs> like, it's just, it was so weird. Like, the attitude, nobody was, like, bitter. Nobody was, like... Like Dave Mustaine of, of, you know, formerly of Metallica and now of Megadeth. There, he, you see him talking about getting dumped from Metallica and he's not very happy about it, you know. So it was just funny seeing all these guys be kind of like, yeah, but we understood, you know, our time. We had done what we were going to do and then there was time for them to move on. I was like, that's weird that they were so okay with it. Or at least on camera they were okay with yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it's really hard for me to recommend spending twenty bucks, which is what we spent to rent it uh, on demand or whatever. Um, I wanted to see. Originally, we were going to go see this in the theater, but it was the weekend it was playing. I was like, okay, we'll wait till next weekend because we had some stuff to do. And then the next weekend, I checked and it was gone. And then, of course, this weekend it's now on video on demand. But um, I don't know. I really feel bad not recommending this movie because i love edgar wright like i've loved everything he's done and you can tell he loves this band um but it's just too long it's too long it's too boring boring it is and i hate to say that because i love music i love learning about new bands and that and, and like you said i i am checking out like i added all of their albums on my apple music like i'm gonna check them out i want to listen to them um uh, so I guess it succeeded in that, in that it made me interested to listen to more of their their mm-hmm. stuff. Because there were a few songs. Some of them kind of started sounding the same, but then there were some that really stuck out. Like some of them had like a harder edge to them. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. I want to check that out. Um, it's funny to me that they never mentioned Queen because there was like, I feel like that's the band that they get compared to the most because of that falsetto that he sings in. Uh, and that kind of like operatic style. They have this weird like, almost because of the, you know the fact that there's a keyboard player it's just everything has this kind of like almost bombastic sound to it but anyway check out the band maybe you know i'm sure that wouldn't hurt yeah, maybe there's a they have, the they have a soundtrack uh to the to the for the movie itself check out edgar wright's all of his other stuff he's done because it's awesome but this one i'm gonna say if you're gonna watch it wait until it's free like if it's on a streaming service i wouldn't pay the 20 bucks for it because you're gonna unless you're a fan if you're a fan of sparks obviously go watch this movie you're gonna love it but if you're new like us who this was supposedly for i'm gonna say it's not gonna be worth your time you're gonna get 
you're gonna be, get pretty upset pretty bored yeah um after the first hour you're gonna be like what we have another hour and a half what the hell but yeah i feel like edgar wright just kind of went too far in and he's just like he just wanted to cover every single album for some <laughs> reason i don't know why but he just had to cover all of them um but yeah that's a that's a unfortunate not recommendation for me and then yeah. sam also does not recommend it so i'm sorry to say i feel bad saying it like i love edgar wright like i, I feel like i should support him anyway but I'm, like i said I'm, I'm glad he got to make this movie about a band that he loves i'm glad they're getting recognition now because you know that's what it's doing it's more people are like oh i love this song and i, I listen to their albums and they're great and, you know that's good i'm glad they're getting you know more people are getting introduced to them i mean that's always cool um but as a as a documentary experience it's it's a no from me yeah from us um was there anything else you wanted to add to that review Mm, no all right well that wraps it up for the sparks brothers oh yeah follow us on instagram at third row from the front and let us know what movies you want us to watch and review yeah thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time on third row from the front Bye. bye